0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Steve Hirschfeld, your host. Today is a special day. It's Tuesday. And on the Employment Matters podcast, it's Travel Tuesday, where each week we get the chance to dial in one of our members from around the globe, where we ask them to provide us some insight on what it's like to do business in their jurisdiction. Today... We're going to be learning all about the great state of Colorado. So I'm pleased to welcome Mark Belitsky and Lori Rogers from Holland and Heart. How are you folks doing today? We're doing great, Steve.
1: Thanks so much for having us.
0: Doing
2: well. Good. Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: Good. Well, I think one of the neatest things about this podcast is it gives people outside of the states some sense of the fact that we've got this huge country with really different regions that have very different laws, regulations, and environments and culture. So I think it'd be great if you folks could give us a little sense. Let's say, for example, I'm a company somewhere in Asia, and I want to open a high-tech company, a plant, in a place like Denver. What do you think I should know about what it's like to do business in Colorado? Who wants to start? I'll jump in. I think there's a
1: few things to know about Colorado. One, right now, our economy is just booming. We have a lot of people moving into the state from other areas. And there's a couple different reasons for that. One is a lot of people just want to be near the mountains and the outdoors. So Colorado has some nice things to offer in that respect. But number two, we do have a lot of jobs and booming industries here right now. Tourism is obviously a big part of Colorado, just given the mountains and the ski industry and, and everything that goes along with that. But oil and gas historically has been a big industry here. And now really the tech industry is taking off. We have more and more technology companies, both in Denver and in Boulder. Boulder has become kind of a magnet for technology companies and technology workers. We have University of Colorado close by, which is a great theater for college graduates and folks looking to get into that field. So Great place to be for businesses, really, right now in in Colorado, in terms of opportunities, in terms of workers, high tech, high skilled workers. I really think Colorado has it all. Lori, what would you add to that?
2: The only thing I'd add to that is Steve. The economy is really diverse. You know, not just the things that Mark mentioned. You know, historically, it's been an energy economy, but we've moved on to beyond technology and tourism. To the microbrewery industry, right? We're we're being known for that, sort of like California oh, you're the home of wine course brewing, so that must have something to do with it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So Colorado's beer is kind of famous now, but also education. You know, our universities are thriving. It's just a really diverse economy. Whatever you want to do, you can do in Colorado.
0: So yeah. you know what's interesting? The perception. and I, I'm from the West Coast, so I, you know, we all have our own viewpoints, but we always look at Colorado as being kind of a purple state. Like its demographics have changed, do we have that right, or are we misreading the tea leaves? I think
1: you have that right. I think it's much more of a purple state. You know, not surprisingly, the more urban areas tend to be more Democrat and liberal leaning. Denver, Boulder, Fort Collins. You have the universities there. The university Town is Boulder, and so it just they tend to be more liberal. Whereas Colorado also has a lot of agricultural and rural areas, and the Western Slope, for example, Grand Junction. Colorado Springs, not necessarily rural, but, you know, military bases there, heavy military presence, and that is more conservative. So I think calling us a purple state really is pretty accurate.
0: So, Lori, how does that translate in terms of what it's like to be employed or have an employer in the state? You know, California, were known to be pretty lefty and very pro-employee. I mean, has that changed? Give us a sense of what that's like right now.
2: Yeah, I think it, it has changed and it is changing. It's It's in flux. Back in the day when we were an energy-based economy, it was pretty red. I think that we are starting to look a lot like California. We're not quite there yet. So thank goodness for employers, but we tend to be getting there. So for instance, one example, something that's on the horizon in the future is a paid family and medical leave act that mimics FMLA except for its paid that will take effect in Colorado in January 2024 but employers need to know need to start preparing for it now because basically it's paid family leave that's 12 or 16 weeks of leave for Colorado employees but it's funded evenly between employees and employers right so employers need to get ready for that so it's it's a paid program paid for through payroll taxes but employers are going to have to fund that. So it's really similar to what's happening in California now that's been going on for a while. So I think we're going to see that more and more over the years if if things don't change politically, that it's going to become more employee-friendly as opposed to employer-friendly.
0: So before we wrap things up, Mark, what about labor unions? How labor union-intensive is Colorado? So Colorado
1: is, I would say, it's not labor union-intensive as compared to some coastal areas, you know, California or back east, for example. But we're not quite the same as maybe the southern United States. We do have labor unions here. We do have labor union activity here. We have organizing activity here. Lori and I both handle labor arbitrations from time to time as do our colleagues. So there is activity here. And I'd say we're, we're pretty solidly kind of in the middle in terms of labor union activity, you know, not all employers have labor unions. In fact, a lot of them don't. But what we find is that the employers who have operations elsewhere, for example, California, or maybe back east somewhere, if they have labor unions somewhere else, they will typically have a labor union here in Colorado as well.
0: So, speaking of California on that point, you know, we as a general rule don't allow non competes in our state. What's the situation in Colorado? Can you have them? You can have them, but it's very limited. Colorado
1: law mirrors some of the other states, which has a statute and says covenants not to compete are void and violate public policy unless they fit within a statutory exemption and they're reasonable as to both duration, and geographic scope. And the exemptions are exactly what you would expect. Sale of business, if you're dealing with executive or management level employees, protecting trade secrets, those are the types of exemptions that apply. But I will say, you know, courts are becoming more and more strict when it comes to enforcing non-competes in Colorado, in my experience. You know, longer non-competes are looked upon with disfavor. Statewide or national or worldwide non-competes are similarly looked upon with disfavor. And really, you have to come in with a pretty strong case in order to have a court be willing to enforce. So, yes, you can have non-competes, but don't just bring in any non-compete that was drafted in another state and expect it to be enforced here because that
0: might not happen. Well, great. Folks, this has been a really interesting discussion. Mark and Lori, really appreciate your time.
2: Thanks, Steve. Fun being here.
0: Thank you very much. If you'd like to connect with either Mark or Lori, it's really simple. You can access their bios by clicking their names in the description of this podcast. You can also visit ela.law to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, to download white papers, to access on-demand content, including the Global Employer Handbook. And you can also get more information on their law firm, Holland and Heart. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Steve Hirschfeld. Thanks for listening.